Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Hushmo Black Forum. Here we do it bigger, we do it better, we do it longer, and out of necessity, we'll do it louder than anyone else. So relax. Here's your host, Hushmo Black. Hey y'all, welcome. Welcome to the Hushville Black Forum. It's Saturday, August 23rd, y'all, 2014. Welcome to the Hushville Black Forum. My friends out in uh, Cyberspace, how y'all doing? My Facebook friends, what's up? Welcome to the show. You know, I'll... um, what we do out here on Blog Talk, we advocate for social justice on behalf of America's African descent. Not because we don't love everybody, we love everybody, just uh, by extension, we uh, advocate for uh, that community. We, uh, our motto is to do it bigger, to do it longer, to do it better. And out of necessity, sometimes we'll do it louder than anybody out here on Blog Talk, y'all. We don't we don't like to uh, ever go there. <laughs> we like to keep everything on the even kilter out here. But uh, these are trying times. Hey, hey, y'all. Uh, y'all been following this uh, Ferguson, Missouri thing? I think it's getting crazy about a day, y'all. It's, it, well, it's been crazy. Uh, it's been crazy for a couple hundred years, but uh, by the day, it's getting crazier. The prosecutor and the governor, uh, to be honest, is having a hard time trying to decide whether or not he should remain on this case when uh, the majority of the citizens of Ferguson don't have uh, confidence that he will uh, do uh, an impartial job in trying to find justice for this young uh, young American who was uh, executed uh, in broad daylight. We and everybody, the pundits is coming out talking about uh, somebody wrote an article. Uh, uh, coming up with all kinds of reasons why he should stay. One of the reasons he shouldn't stay is because of racial bias that uh, uh, he might harbor. Uh, Racial bias uh, that he might harbor. Here's a prosecutor whose father was killed in 1964. I don't know what he was doing. But some uh, uh, was killed, uh, accused killer was a black person. I don't know uh, too much what happened in that case, but this guy, uh, you, it, it's hard for me, uh, just a, uh, a reasonable person, to uh, believe that this guy don't harbor some kind of racial bias when uh, he's in a court of law uh, uh, in between uh, a, a black over here and a white guy over here, that he's not going to uh, harbor some bias uh, toward that black guy. It's, it's, it's mind-boggling for someone to try to uh, convince me. <laughs> I mean, well, <laughs> it'll be hard for someone to convince me that uh, uh, Mr. McCullough doesn't harbor some racial bias 
that alone should disqualify him from this case. Now, there's all kind of cases that have been uh, going on in this uh, Ferguson County. In fact, they got five lawsuits outstanding where uh, black folks have uh, uh, has been suing uh, because of uh, uh, racial uh, of what they feel is uh, some uh, racial bias in the police uh, department out there. And Ferguson, how he stood on those cases and all that stuff, I don't know. That uh, will be uh, examined. But this guy uh, uh, obviously should recuse himself uh, from this case. He should recuse himself from this case uh, post haste, in my mind. Uh, that thing is, uh, and, and then uh, just last uh, week, Wednesday, they had a. Uh, Another shooting, a police, uh, a couple of police officers, white, uh, shot this uh, black guy. Say he was armed with a knife. I never had seen no knife yet. He has something to say. But surely, just from uh, uh, my uh, uh, perspective uh, and vantage point, looking at it on this film that they showed on TV, this guy did not have to lose his life. Young 23-year-old in St. Louis, police shot him some five, six, seven times in broad daylight. Uh, for, uh, you know, what amount to no reason to take this guy's life. This guy had did not one thing uh, uh, to deserve to die uh, at the hands of uh, these two policemen that I can see. And it's crazy. We've got to stand up and put a stop to all of that. The president, of, uh, I, you know, this is all crazy, y'all. Uh, they try to take us back to uh, the 1950s, y'all. Uh, Free Brown. <laughs> That's where the country's in. Free Brown and uh, Board of Education. We, we've got to uh, get engaged. It's about uh, six minutes after seven, y'all, in the ATL. We come to you live in the living color every Saturday from the ATL. Beautiful day here today, uh, uh, this week, but hot. Hot is the, is, is the uh, word, y'all. Well, I don't know. You know, like, it's summer. I mean, it's August. It's supposed to be hot in August, y'all. Yeah, it's supposed to be hot in August. Y'all don't know? I don't know what's going on over here, the suburbs. We, we thought that uh, we had something going on there. Well, we thought we had a game on, but apparently. Well, it should be, but where are they? I guess they'll come over pretty soon. I don't know if they're going to actually start, but it should be starting now. Since uh, seven but you know, things is always crazy when it comes to uh, the exact time that something's going to happen. Hmm. I don't know what they're showing here. We're doing about two or three uh, uh, different things here tonight, y'all. <laughs> We're covering uh, uh, 
the news, looking at the tragedy that is uh, uh, the situation in uh, Ferguson, Missouri, which should be uh, come as no sh- shock to uh, um, no one. I mean, someone uh, uh, tend that they're shocked by the <laughs> racial unrest, if you will, uh, in Ferguson, uh, uh, had to do nothing but read uh, my book, Racism and Hate in American Reality. It uh, speaks to the uh, uh, systemic uh, state racism and the pent-up black hate on display playing itself out and out, uh, before our very eyes there in Ferguson, Missouri, y'all. That's what I write about uh, race, in my book, Racism and Hate. Y'all can check that book out on uh, check that book out on my website, hushmoreblack.com. Go to hushmoreblack.com. You can find both of my books there. But Racism and Hate is my new book. It's sort of we're getting ready to do a uh, we're getting ready to do a uh, a press release uh, trying to get a little uh, get a little more uh, publicity uh, pointed its way. I mean, the book is timely uh, to uh, what's going on in the country today. I mean, it's just uh, seemed like it was just. Uh, the book was made for uh, uh, these times. We're excited. Yet, anxious about uh, where the country is today. With so much going on, on top of uh, the president. The president is black, and you got a, a, a current of racism uh, uh working against uh, the president of the country to the extent that he can't do his job. To the extent that he can't do his job, y'all. And some trying uh, times there. The Middle East is blowing up. Uh, Somebody cut an American's head off on TV. Hey, these are trying times, y'all. And and, uh, instead of uh, 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 these uh, extremists... (laughs) working uh, uh, with this president to uh, better solidify our uh, authority and uh, power in the world. They they, uh, um, railing against him just because uh, of his race. It's crazy. It's crazy and it's dangerous. Right now, I see this uh, threat in uh, in Iraq. This ISIS uh, uh, group uh, being a serious uh, a serious uh, uh, threat to the country. We're gonna need <laughs> we're gonna need everybody to uh, to confront this uh, threat. I believe. Everybody in this country, it might come to uh, uh, when we need everybody in this country to uh, confront this this, uh, threat. And it is a threat from what I can see. You know.
a threat, uh, from what I can see, still. been on vacation, but he come back to town tomorrow. Hey. He he come back to town tomorrow. And uh you talking about somebody with a full plate. You talking about somebody with a full plate, y'all. <laughs> if you think uh if you think driving while black is uh, stressful, <laughs> you, you 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 might want to consider being a, a president while black, <laughs> and, and you you'll uh, uh, I think you'll uh, I think you'll gain a new uh, a new. Uh, Perspective on uh, that driving thing. Yeah. We uh just rambling on here, y'all. Got a great, great show for you this evening. We ain't just going to, while we're going to look at Ferguson, because it's so relevant to uh, the greater, the bigger conversation, this economic inequality conversation that's going on in the nation today, y'all. It all has, to, it's all playing out uh, uh, in a real way, uh, in a real way out there in Ferguson, y'all, because uh, uh, part of that economic uh, inequality has to do with uh, the separate equal Jim Crow laws that injured millions of Americans for over 100 years after the Civil War, uh, taking away 14th Amendment rights uh, uh, throughout the society. Uh, Brown Brown v. Board of Education uh, set those uh, uh, separate equal Jim Crow laws that was codified by Plessy Assad, uh, uh, y'all, in 1954, uh, 20 million Americans of African descent had every right uh, to petition that court for financial reparations at that time in 1954 at the conclusion of that case. Uh, They didn't do it for uh, a number of reasons. Among them, uh, pressure being put on the legal team uh, uh, that uh, brought the case and won the case, headed by Thurgood Marshall, uh, was pre- uh, was pressured uh, uh, into not uh, pressured into not petitioning uh, 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 that court for fear of further racial unrest in the South. If you can imagine that, this is 1954. Pressure uh, being put on Thurgood Marshall's legal team not to bring that case because it might uh, bring on further racial unrest in the country. <laughs> this is 1954, so, and, and, and part of it, too, uh, the blacks at that time was not sophisticated enough to step forward to claim uh, 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 that victory, the reparations at that time. The people had been discriminated against in the labor unions and the uh, work skill uh, wages and uh, just workplace period uh, uh, throughout uh, the public uh, infrastructure. Every kind of way you can imagine, we were like paid like 
of one third of what the uh, comfortable uh, whites was making doing the same job, 1954, yeah. We have been injured something seriously for over uh, 90 years after that 14th Amendment right was put in place there that should have guaranteed us equal access. That, in fact, did guarantee us equal access until uh, several equal laws uh, in states like Georgia, my state, uh, came into be and uh, suppressed those 14th Amendment rights. Y'all. Uh, Justice uh, Ginsburg, she, uh, Justice Ginsburg, just uh, commented on uh, the uh, unrest in Ferguson. She uh, uh she surmised that uh, uh, what we're seeing there uh, is uh, she surmised what, what uh, we're seeing there in uh, Ferguson, uh, Missouri, is a uh, uh, a systemic problem that's been going on for uh, and been ignored by the Supreme Court for years uh, here in this country. And, and she's absolutely right, y'all. One of the things that's been lingering on, uh, uh, in my opinion, in my opinion, this is what I, I write and advocate about, in my opinion, one of the things that uh, has been lingering on in front of that Supreme Court is that uh, 1954 uh Is that 1954 case, uh, and just why it is that uh, uh, 22 million uh, uh, Americans back from the Senate at that time never uh, uh, never uh, uh, subpoenaed that that court for financial reparations, uh, and that's what I uh, tend to bring. That's what my book try to bring to the conversation here, y'all, of this economic debate that's going on. We try to my book uh, bring that to the conversation that. Uh, reparations are owed and uh, still owed and can, uh, the Supreme Court can be petitioned today uh, for those reparations uh, based on injuries suffered by uh, those Americans back in the Senate board prior to 1954, which include me. I was, I, hey, hey, let's start with me. Uh, I was born here in Georgia in 1945, y'all. Without 14th Amendment protection, yeah, they had separate. We had me going to a separate inferior uh, school, segregated school, down in Henry County. Yeah, right past a brand new white school, as far as I can tell. I thought it was brand new. They had shiny uh, new uh, swings and sliding boards. In 1951, when I got started school at the first grade, going to McDonough uh, Black Public School at McDonough. Uh, Georgia, uh, I, after passing by the white uh, schools, uh, looking at the sliding boards and the swings, I was all excited to get to my school, uh, looking for those uh, same uh, same apparatus, uh, uh, apparatus, uh, if you will, to uh, uh, have some fun on. I get that only thing I found in 1951 at that black school, y'all, was a dirt hill in the back <laughs> where, you, where we... <laughs> I used to slide down that thing on a piece of cardboard, yeah. <laughs> that was uh that was the closest we got to uh any kind of uh ex 
exercise equipment like that. Or playground equipment. That'd be real a dirty on you. So things was not equal. I knew then that uh that that separate equal thing wasn't <laughs> hey, I was six years old, you know, I knew I knew all too well that uh something was uh <laughs> something was uh, uh a wrong there. Something was seriously wrong there, you know. And now what's playing out in front of God and everybody is the result of not reparating people for uh, their injuries. That's why the economic gap is so wide. Well, we're worth about one-tenth of what uh, the average uh, family white is worth. That's that's why it's a big part of it, you know. has to do with uh, the seven people, all that injured us uh, financially. For generations. Excuse me, for, for generations, yeah. This this was no short term thing. This thing that thing lasted uh until nineteen fifty four. And then uh, uh discrimination uh, uh persisted long after. Remember the civil rights thing uh didn't the so called civil rights laws and all this crazy craziness and that's what it was. Uh didn't come into being until night the sixties. We was out there marching in the street, black folks were trying to get the the laws, the civil part of uh, Brown uh, Institute, trying to get the civil part of Brown Institute, the integration of uh, uh, public facilities, including schools, uh, we had tomorrow. They, Kennedy had to send troops down to Alabama to get, get them in uh, school. After Brown set it aside and said that uh, the separate equal was inherently unequal. Inherently unequal, yeah. Those separate equal uh, Jim Crow laws was inherently unequal and injurious to a whole class of Americans, yeah. And we're owed uh, reparations for those injuries. That would uh, close that economic gap. It ain't that we ain't working hard. We. The uh, 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 damage done was so uh, 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 pervasive and so uh, uh, crazy that uh, uh, now while a lot of blacks got, uh, after 1954, worked themselves into uh, middle class uh, uh, in the Northeast and other places by uh, working in the factories and the Automobile uh, industry, the steel mills, and all that stuff, rubber plants, all, all those jobs disappeared. All those jobs disappeared. I mean, helped a lot of people in my generation, uh, my generation that moved, like my family, moved north uh, in the 50s, the 30s, 40s, in the 50s. My family got to Ohio in the uh, early 50s. I uh, did... Uh, my uh, schooling, uh, for the most part, up there after the third grade. I, uh, uh, but uh, everybody up there, even uh, the blacks, uh, wound up uh, in steel mills, in rubber factories, uh, in the automobile plants, and uh, their entire life. Some of them, you know, that provided a good income, but uh, those jobs disappeared for uh, their uh, kids. <laughs> and now you got a black unemployment. 
double the national average because they uh, were pretty much shoved into those uh, types of uh, laborious uh, jobs and occupations there uh, without uh, uh, still full access to uh, uh, some of the white collar uh, uh, jobs that uh, that was uh, available to them. Still hard for them to get into that corporate uh, structure. Uh, getting easier, no doubt. Uh, uh, much, much uh, uh, too late to try to work our way up the, uh, the stratosphere uh, in terms of economics. It, it's way too late for that. We can't work hard enough to uh, catch up economically. The only way uh, we can catch up uh, 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 economically, in my mind, is uh, if we, uh, if the uh, government pay uh, the reparations that uh, uh, we are owed. If the government pay the reparations that we're owed, and the government owe us the reparations, both the states and uh, the federal government that uh, uh, imposed uh, the separate equal laws on the whole class of Americans there uh, born prior to 1954, y'all. Hey, I write about it in my book, y'all. And it's playing out today uh, right in front of our eyes. A prime, a microcosm of it is uh, what's going on over there in Ferguson, Missouri uh, today. Hey, y'all, it's about 26 minutes after the hour of 7, y'all. We're going to take a quick pause for the calls and come back and uh, get back on this thing. We'll be right back. Y'all hang in there. Advocated on your behalf. You're listening to the Hushmo Black Forum. Tell your friends about us. Saturdays, 7 p.m. to 10 p.m. Right here in Cyberspace. Thank you. 
Where is it though? President's got to uh, get some decisions to make. Because remember, he uh, said that he don't plan on uh, going back into uh, Iraq. You know, like uh, when he first said that, he didn't know. <laughs> he didn't have any idea three years ago how crazy. Uh, and this thing in Syria with his sound. And uh, uh, the offshoot of that would, that would be this uh, ISIS uh, group that has uh, taken uh, shape. And, uh, whoa, somebody just uh, teed off on it. Somebody just teed off on that guy. Whoa. Yeah, somebody just teed off on him. We we uh trying to get a glimpse y'all of what's going on with the uh the Falcons. You know, we're a homer we're a hometown <laughs> We're a hometown we're here. So we we support all the all of the Atlanta teams, uh Braves, the Hawks, the Falcons, that's football season coming up in now, so we all over, uh, we're all over uh, uh, the Falcons right now. I mean, yeah. But we, we don't like what we see, though. They're, everybody got, you can't tell anything about preseason, though. I mean, what the heck? You got people trying to make the team, and they're running all over the place, and ain't nobody... Uh, and nobody's uh, safe right now. Well, a few, few positions are safe from the Falcons. I mean, Julio Jones and Roddy White and Matt Ryan, those players, <laughs> they job safe. But, you know, it's just a handful of players out there. We finished 12 and 4 last season. On a 12 and 14, ain't nobody job safe. Maybe four people. And that should, that should be that way. I mean, you can't. Uh, you come out here and talking about you. Uh, you come out here talking about somehow you. Uh, your job uh, is appeared and, and teams you played on last year was four and twelve. Your job ain't safe. Your job ain't safe no kind of way. You got to. Uh, you got to get out here and earn, earn some playing time this year. 2014, everybody has got to get out here and earn some time. Everybody got to earn some time. Come on, now. The ball's over his head. That ain't no catch. He can't catch the ball. That ball's over his head by a long shot. Oh. Yeah, I don't know. These new rules they got in, y'all. Yeah. But you can't you can't mess with them players. 
five yards down the field this year. The defensive back got to get off that receiver. He can't even touch it. He can't. Somebody get that ball. Okay. He can't even touch it. I don't know. It, it, it's uh, crazy. Ooh, it's after that guy. It was after him. They're trying to. <laughs> we got some. We got some big old mean looking guys on that. Uh, on the front uh, four y'all on defense. We got some. We got some big old guys on that front four. I don't know what they're going to do. You know, like this thing is just playing now. We have to see what. See if that. Uh, they big enough. We got truly some big guys out there on the defensive land side of the football. How that's going to translate into wins, I don't know, y'all. Hey, you got me, the Hushmo, y'all, driving this train. Welcome to my Facebook friends. Yeah, we we uh, just all over the place this evening. Getting ready for the big weekend next weekend, Labor Day, y'all. Uh, it's Labor Day, and uh, we just... Uh, Celebrating that thing, I see we're uh, we were up in uh, Fort Wayne, Indiana last week, celebrating uh, a wedding. Nephew got uh, married. Well, I wish those folks a uh, a long and prosperous uh, married life. It was really nice. Really turned out nice. I mean, first time I've been to Fort Wayne for any extended time. I mean, I may have driven through there at some point in my life, but uh, uh, first time I've uh, been there. It's a a null American Mid East Midwest uh, town, much like the town that I grew up in, up in around Barberton, Akron, Ohio. Pretty much the same type of uh, environment. Not too different, you know. Not too different than um, what you see over in Ferguson, Missouri, by the way. I'll make that observation. Probably not, uh, hopefully not the, uh, to that extent, but yeah, that extent of that, uh, what you got over there in Ferguson, Missouri is a microcosm for uh, countless other uh, uh, pockets of pent-up uh, pent-up uh, pent uh, emotions. Yeah. That's a microcosm over there. Justice Ginsburg, she was absolutely right on the observation that, uh, yeah, that's just a, that's symptomatic of a whole bigger, bigger uh, problem uh, that's going on. I, I contend in my book, Racism and Hate, an American reality that reparation will solve a lot of the, uh, uh, first of all, the economic inequality that exists uh, because of uh, uh, the people who were injured uh, 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 didn't get reparated. Who was injured uh, economically uh, over some uh, 90 years. Yeah? That's what I know. <laughs> Over some 90 years, uh, you got to, uh, whoa, 
They stood him up and hit him. You, you got to give him a. Uh, they stood him up and hit him. Uh, wow. We uh. Uh, we uh, we uh, make a, little, uh, a series argument for a uh, uh, petition in that court today for those reparations. It's not too late. There's no statute of limitation on genocide. There's no statute of limitation on genocide. The 90 years that uh, we lived in the separate equal amounted in no small way to a genocide. A lot of folks died, you know? A lot of folks died uh, under those uh, separate equal laws and no one uh, was brought to justice in a lot of those cases. We, <laughs> we, uh, we've got a strong argument, we believe. We're going to keep uh, offering on it, trying to uh, bring awareness, trying to uh, get uh, uh, in the conversation, uh, uh, this economic uh, uh, conversation. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Hey, one of the things we've got to do with those people in Ferguson, we've got to do, we've got to get out of the vote this November. I'm just looking at this negative ad being ran uh, against Michelle Nunn in Georgia. We have definitely got to get out and support uh, Michelle Nunn at all costs. <laughs> hey, we uh, Democrats here in Georgia have got to get out and vote uh, this November, y'all. It's dire uh, that we do. Uh, we have got to get up and put a Democrat. Uh, uh, there's no way this state should have two Republican uh, senators. There's no way the state really even need a Republican government who's depriving over 600,000 Georgians of affordable health care by not expanding uh, Medicaid. By not expanding Medicaid, this governor is denying uh, uh, Georgians' uh, access to federal dollars that they've already uh, 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 subsidized uh, into uh, the Medicare program. We demand, we should be demanding everybody. Hey, those 600,000 Georgians, though, so that's a diverse group of people, y'all. That's a diverse group of, uh, of Georgians, y'all. Black, white, uh, all poor, <laughs> mostly poor. Uh-huh. Of people, of citizens that are being denied, that are being uh, who's uh, who's uh, uh, rights in my mind is being uh, suppressed. Yeah, that's just a fact. That's just a fact, y'all. Yeah. Y'all don't like to no. <laughs> that's just a fact. Almost got away that time too. We got a punt return ahead, y'all. Excuse me. <laughs> uh, Devin Hester in his thirties, but this boy is still quick and slick. He still know how to run the football. Look for seams there, and they defeat. Uh, 
went north and south when the fan was what I like about it so far. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's what I like about him. But so yeah, we've got to uh we've got to uh um demand of this Justice Department, uh, 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 Attorney General, uh, uh, we got a petition this uh, 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 Department of Justice uh, to uh, uh, to uh, petition the, the Supreme Court on our behalf. Uh, we saw it there. Uh, yeah, just 100,000 signatures to take it to uh, uh, send it to the president. And uh, let's see if we can get the, uh, um, some action on this. Yeah, we we we've got to uh, uh, get this thing going because we can't just sit around here and talk about uh, uh, this economic divide without uh, uh, having the. Uh, uh, Reparations as part of uh, of the solution, without bringing that uh, 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 to the table as being part of the solution. Now we got to uh, bring that in. We got to uh, make that part of it. Oh yeah, we got to make that a part of it. Uh-oh, Julio. Whoa, touchdown. Julio just took it to the house, y'all. Julio just took it to the house. We talking about football, y'all. <laughs> yeah, the, the husband was getting distracted here, y'all. But that boy took it to the house and let you know that uh, he ain't no joke. He ain't no joke at all when he's right. He ain't no joke at all when he's right. Boom. The Falcons look like they're going to win 10 11 games this year, y'all. That's my prediction. I don't try to put no money on. I don't try to put no, no money on that thing. I'm just telling you, I'm just telling you what I believe. We just tell you what we believe, y'all. Just looking at it from afar. Well, we're not afar. We've been a season ticket holder for most of us. We don't have season tickets this year. We gave them up. We had them last year, but we've been had season tickets to the Falcons just about 90% of the years since 1980, y'all. We, a couple of years, we didn't have them for the most part since 1980. We've been a season ticket holder. Uh, with the Falcons, so we've got a big. Uh, we are <laughs> we are really vested in uh, <laughs> the Falcons here. Uh, hey y'all, it's about uh, wow, eight minutes to eight y'all. About half time flash when you're having fun. We're gonna take another quick pause for the calls y'all. We'll be right back y'all hanging there. You got me the hush, We'll see you on the other side. 
advocating on your behalf, you're listening to the Hushmo Black Forum. Tell your friends about us. Saturdays, 7 p.m. to 10 p.m. Right here in Cyberspace.
Hey y'all, welcome back. Welcome back to the Hasbro platform. It's about uh, wow, eight o'clock straight up and down on ATL, y'all. Yeah. It uh, it's been a hot one today, weather-wise. I mean. Summer, how much? Uh, what, what can you expect? It's August, y'all. August is typically typically the hottest month in the in Georgia. Historically, This is crazy. Oh, no. No, no. That guy just missed that ball. That guy just missed that ball. Said, I'm still trying to make sense of the new uh, the new rules in the NFL, y'all. This year, <laughs> we thing is, uh, I'll I'll have I have uh, I'm gonna have time to uh, deal with them, y'all. I have no time to deal with them because I'm gonna uh, I didn't renew my season ticket, so I'll be in front of the TV <laughs> every week. Trying to uh, come to grips with the uh, trying to come to grips with uh, this thing. Mm-hmm. Third down. Pick up quite a bit. 
pick up quite a bit. Uh, so you can gather, uh, re- uh, see the replays and stuff like that, so you can uh, get a better understanding of what's going on here. I don't know the Braves, Joe, there's some kind of rain delay in Cincinnati. Anybody up in Cincinnati? What's going on up there? Hey, what's up? <laughs> we, uh, uh, we're in some kind of rain delay. I think they got rain all up in that part of the country. Hopefully it won't blow over and we'll be able to get this thing in. We all such a great big role. The Braves are weak. We don't want it. I don't know. Seemed like to me like eight out of nine games and ain't picked up a game, ain't picked up a one game on the race on the uh, watch the national go. We played some heck of a, a ball and ain't picked up a one game over the last two weeks. Washington got us by six games, you know. We can't we can't make up no no kind of ground. Uh ground is hard to make up, but we picked up a game last night, we won and they lost, so we picked up a full game on them last night and we we're in a hot street right now. We, we, the Braves, you know, when I say we are, <laughs> I told you I'm a homer. I'm talking about the Atlanta Braves when I say we. I, <laughs> what do you, somebody said, husband, what you play? Hey, <laughs> hey, hey. <laughs> when I say we, I, I'm talking about the, the home team, you know, whether it be football, baseball, basketball. A ladies basketball, soon to be American, uh, international soccer, whatever it is, if it's, uh, uh, is uh, associated with uh, Atlanta, the ATL, that's my team. That's we. That's we, uh Trying to see what our running game is looking like here. But yeah, the Braves are in the range the latest evening, y'all, but we, uh, they play some of the best baseball out there. If there was a team playing better baseball, unfortunately, it's the Washington Nationals, who have won like 10 out of 11 games, and we chasing them. <laughs> if it don't be on the, for the great run that they're on, we'd be the hottest team in baseball right now. We got some boys knocking the cover off that ball right now, yeah. This is the best I've seen us play uh, all year in a stretch. In a stretch of uh, stretch of some uh, three or four games, well, uh, a couple three weeks uh, rather. This is the best I've seen us play. So we we we, uh, we don't want no time off. We don't want no rain delays. We're gonna get right back in the mix. He got his head ring that time, y'all. Take him out. He got his bill wrong. Uh, oh, he got his bill wrong there, y'all. That boy always seemed to come in and do something good, y'all. Who is this? Is this Smith? seem to come in and do something good. But uh, I like the boy out of Florida State, you know, uh, Devontae Freeman. 
I'm curious to see him when he get in the game later on. This is the third game. The front, the first team play a little deeper into uh, a little deeper into uh, the game. Give me a flag. Why are the midnight getting called over there? Oh, okay. Shouldn't have said, I'm not going to wear a hoodie. I'm going to blow past him. Man, we've got to get a call at some point, don't we? Who yells for the who yells off to the races? Who yells off to the races, yeah? If that boy don't grab it, I don't think that you come through out there as a defensive back, you know, you yeah, that cornerback is out there on the on the island, yeah. Whoa, come there, boy. That boy's out there on the island. Let's see what the offensive line looks like. We haven't had a chance to zero in on this uh, land yet, yeah. We're getting a push. That's one thing I like about it. We're getting a push on the offensive line. If you can get a two or three yard push like that, you're going to get positive yards every play. We didn't get the rule on that time, but it looked like the offensive line is pushing the, the defense back. Yeah, as long as we do that. I don't know what happened to that ball, yeah. There's too many flags here. There's too many flags. There's too many flags. I don't like this new rule right now. I see that already. Hey, you better be quiet, boy. Hey, you better be quiet for the man. <laughs> hey, you better be quiet for the man uh, uh, ring you up. What's wrong with this guy here? Boom, there you go. He hit him right there. Now, I didn't see no penalty there. <laughs> I didn't see no penalty there, y'all. We'd be able to get in the way with one right there. Ain't no, that's a replay, though. That's just a judgment call. Ain't no, that's a replay. You can't touch that man downfield. That's just the way it is. That's just the way it is. Oh, yeah. Yeah, ain't nowhere to run there. Ain't nowhere to run. You got to get, when you get in the red zone, you got to uh, be a little more creative, yeah. Governor of Texas, y'all, got indicted. Governor of Texas got indicted. He said it's a political ploy. <laughs> he said it's a political ploy. Uh, now you know how the president feels. 
Now he knows exactly how the president feels with this uh, crazy uh, stunt that uh, John Boehner is trying to pull by bringing some lawsuit against the president. Now you know. <laughs> hey, you know now. Um. <laughs> Mm. Now you know just how this president feels. Uh Paris is gonna fight it. Says he's gonna fight it with all his might. He won't work for president, I mean but you uh, Talk to president while you battling the two felony indictments. That was can be done. <laughs> I just said, but <laughs> it can be done. But uh, uh, we have a better understanding of just the how it feels to be. Uh, uh, to be uh, accused of uh, overstepping your authority. He's been accused of overstepping his authority. <laughs> uh, that's a crazy case, y'all. I don't know. I, I don't think that guy's got a chance to, uh, uh, to be president of this country. I don't think he's got the... Uh, uh, for without to, to go there, but be that as it may, he's been indicted. That certainly is not going to make that uh, <laughs> that uh, journey uh, any easier for him. Just like uh, Chris Christie up in New Jersey, I mean, he's got some presidential aspirations, but hell. Uh, <laughs> This Bridgegate thing has got him uh, exposed, if you will. Uh, I don't know who, who uh, on the Republican side out there that uh, is worth considering. You know? I, I can't see that myself. Now, that's just me. That's just me. I don't see a viable candidate on that Republican side nowhere that could be uh, president, president of these United States here, you know? Uh, I suppose uh, of all the names out there, uh, Jeb Bush, maybe uh, people are just so tired of the Bushes. Uh, <laughs> I I don't know. It's got such a negative uh, uh, ring to it. A third Bush president. <laughs> But I don't, I don't see, I don't see any other Republicans out there. You got some extremists out there that uh, Rand Paul and well, I won't even mention Terry Crews and uh, Ruby and those guys are way out of anything. They, they, Terry Crews out of the, out the Canadian, that guy's some, uh, some Canada somewhere. I don't know what he's trying to run for. He might be born in this country to run for president. I, I don't know what <laughs> I don't know why he's even uh, he running around giving up his Canadian uh, citizenship and all that stuff. 
You're proud of where you were born. That's all I can tell you. I mean, what, what's the deal? Canada's next door. Is he trying to uh, run around and you're ashamed of uh, where you were born at? No. There's no reason to be ashamed of being a Canadian. It's crazy. Or it might prevent you from <laughs> holding off as a president. In fact, it does. Uh, <laughs> but... <laughs> Hey, it'd be the gallery. Uh, hey, it, yeah, the fact that you're a Canadian citizen and born there, your father's a, a Cuban, born in Cuba, that you, you, you have no reason to uh, forsake your uh, your birthplace. There's no reason for you to forsake your uh, birthplace. Oh, Canada. Oh, Canada. How's that uh, anthem go up there in Canada? I, I bet Cruz the word. I wonder if he knows uh, 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 Homeland's uh, uh, national anthem. Somebody ask him that next time they see him. They said to get in front of a microphone. Somebody needs to ask him. Uh, I thought I picked up some weight. There you are. Awesome. Somebody needs to ask him if he uh, still remembers uh, his national anthem. Oh, Canada. That's pretty nice. That's a nice anthem. Oh, Canada, oh, Canada. I don't know how to do that, but I know uh, he should. Uh, he would do it better than that. So, uh, yeah, you got a Canadian and uh, five extremists. Well, I'm not extremists. I don't, I don't consider Christian extremists. Uh, I don't consider uh, Christian extremist. I mean, he's far to the right of me. <laughs> but um, Jeb Bush, I don't consider him extremist. Um, Rand Paul, there's uh, another another case there. Now, while I agree with some of uh, Rand Paul's uh, libertarian tendencies, uh, a lot of his other stuff, I don't, I yeah, disagree with wholeheartedly. I, I can never support him as president. Him or uh, Marco Rubio, he's a guy just uh, thrown in the wind. And you got people like Jim Dale, that fool down there in Arkansas, or Louisiana, I believe it is. Uh, no. Uh, come on. Come on, yeah. We don't, uh... So, 2016 is looking rather bleak for, uh, 
Republicans when it comes to uh, the presidency that I can see. Now, somebody may somebody may uh, step forward from that side of the aisle that uh, would make a uh, a candidate, but not not uh, they, they'd have to uh, change their platform. It, it ain't, you, you, that Republican platform is uh, so anti-female, so anti-minority, so anti-middle class that uh, it, it's going to be hard to uh, to form a national coalition around any one Republican candidate here, y'all. <laughs> That's just a fact. Uh, that platform is... Uh, has to be changed. Uh, no, no matter who uh, they may uh, try to stick up there. I mean, if the uh, the platform is anti all these different groups, uh, that's just the way it is. If the platform is is all of this, that's just the way it is. So, yeah, we 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 like uh, the way the Falcons moved this offense. That guy went downfield and threw a block. The running back. That guy went downfield and threw a block. Yeah. That guy went down feeling through a block. That's what you got to do. That's what you got to do at that running back spot. You got to play football. Whether you got the ball or not, you got to make a play. Downfield as far as blocking downfield, blocking in the backfield. You got to make yourself uh uh accountable for out there on every play. Uh, until that play is uh done with. Uh, and I think he's got that kind of uh, mentality. That guy's got a great, great. Uh, he's got great, great mentality when it comes for aptitude football. Devontae Freeman, running back out of Florida State. Y'all gonna hear something? Y'all gonna be hearing things from this young man? I predict him. You know, it's actually biased. <laughs> Told you I was a hometown boy. Anything that uh, associated with the ATL, we, uh, you know, we, uh, we all over. Chapter five three of that nineteen eighty World Series was out of the region. That halftime, man. What was it? Okay, that game is over. Uh, that game's into an hour and a half of. Uh, a rain delay. Do I have a uh, a weather thing here that we can pull up the weather? Somebody get me a what the weather report in Cincinnati. Anybody? 
Somebody get me a weather report. Uh, we, uh, I don't, yeah, it must be, that, that thing must be sitting on top of the, of, uh, this netting up there. We'll try to get a, we'll try to get a, we'll try to get a handle on this thing for the, for you, y'all out there in, uh, cyberspace, my listening audience. We're trying to get you up to date on this thing. Let's see what the Falcons are going to do in this last. Okay. Sure, the Falcons are going to do. Come on, y'all. Stop throwing flags. You're taking away from the game. You're taking away from the game here. Every flag, you can't have a penalty on every flag. The game's going to last five hours. Yeah, he was on it. He had hit on the ball. Hey, get out of there. We're trying to score. We're trying to come right down the field and score, y'all. We're trying to come down, we're trying to come down the field and score here on, on these boys. We try to come down the field and score again. We marched and went down the field here, y'all. I don't know uh, where that's going to lead to. Well, we get a field goal. We might get a touchdown on this thing first and ten. First and ten. I don't know. I, I think we're going to have a pretty decent offense. Looks like we're going to be able to put up uh, anywhere from 34 to 40 points a game. That's a heck of an offense. Just, you know, looking at what we got now. We can... 17 points a half. Well, we might put up 20. We're down within field goal range. We put up 20 points a half. Hmm. That'll do us well. That'll, that'll, that'll do some things for us. Kind of do some things for us. Thirty one. Thirty one here, y'all. These are the kind of downs that you got to pick up. Here a couple of years ago we we had a thirty one that would have took us to the Super Bowl. <laughs> we we had a thirty one that could have got us to the Super Bowl and we didn't convert. Uh on it. So uh always good to uh, have these type of uh, situations so that you can in preseason so that uh, when that regular season rolls around you have, you'll have some familiarity uh, with that situation 
uh, than uh, uh, the national elections. I mean, what's going on there in Ferguson, Missouri, is that those local officials uh, is that representing uh, the community uh, that they uh, elected to serve. They are, uh, are really uh, a more anti-community than uh, they are uh, pro-community. Uh, and that's because uh, the citizens over there are failing to exercise their uh, their uh, a right to uh, a vote. They fail to exercise their right to vote and uh, uh, be a part of the political process. Hey, we, we, we can't, uh, these are two uh, political processes in this country that's just too important not to uh, 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 become a part of it, not to become a part of it, to sit on the uh, sidelines. We can't be uh, raising uh, all this uh, commotion about the politics of uh, uh, a particular area if we're not uh, participating in that uh, process. Starting at the appellate box. Everybody uh, need to vote uh, in every election. Yeah, it's important. And, uh, you know, this thing is playing itself out, just how important it is uh, right before our our eyes here. Yeah. We can't uh, no longer just sit on the sidelines and say, we can't do it. We've got to uh, get involved. We're going to take another quick pause for the call, so y'all hang in there. We'll be right back. You got me in the hushma. Advocated on your behalf, you're listening to the Hushmo Black Forum. Tell your friends about us. Saturdays, 7 p.m. to 10 p.m. Right here in cyberspace.
ship up or shape out, the man upstairs is teed off at uh, some of their uh, 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 some of their uh, shenanigans. Of course, Jonah initially ran away from uh, the man upstairs and uh, headed the other way. Wound up in the wound up three days in the belly of some fish under the ocean, you <laughs> Hey, and uh, some miraculously called upon the man upstairs again. The man got the fish to spit him out and told him to call on him once again to go to Nineveh to warn uh, the inhabitants of that great city that uh, God Almighty was uh, not too pleased with uh, their... Uh, their uh, shenanigans, and uh, they need to uh, repent their uh, evil ways if they uh, uh, want uh, their uh, great city to be spared. Sure enough, they heeded the word of Jonah, those people who lived there in Nineveh, and uh, uh, they heeded his word and uh, uh, repented. Sure enough, God spared, uh, uh, spared Nineveh at that time. And uh, those people, those people who, uh, as far as I can tell, who Jonah was talking to, in the book of Jonah, they they theorize here in the Bible that it was written sometime uh, in the 8th century B.C., some uh, 800 B.C., in other words, some, you know, 800 years before Jesus of Nazareth, Jonah came along, told those people. the inhabitants of that area, uh, that Nineveh is in Iraq, y'all. That's where the Yazidi people, you, uh, uh, that's in the news now, uh, uh, up on that uh, mountaintop getting ready to get massacred. Uh, those people, the Yazidis, those people, uh, some of those same people who Jonah was talking to, warning about uh, uh uh, getting rid of their uh, evil ways there back then. Those Yazidis, uh, some of those same people. Today, those Yazidis still uh, hold to Jonah as their uh, one of their main uh, prophets. They celebrate uh, uh, for three days uh, uh, Jonah's uh, being inside of that fish. Huh? That's one of their holiest uh, shrines was that uh, tomb of uh, Jonah. So you know, this is a, a, the Yazidis' religious beliefs. They believe in God Almighty. They don't uh, subscribe to uh, so much uh, Jesus of Nazareth, nor do they subscribe to uh, uh, the Prophet Muhammad. They came along before uh, both of those uh, individuals. They look at Jonah, as far as I can tell, and I'm, I'm still researching their uh, thoughts and beliefs and things. But they uh, consider Jonah to be their instrument to God. Yeah, because Jonah told them uh, the truth about uh, Jonah delivered a truthful message to them from uh, God Almighty. They obeyed that message and God Almighty spared them. To this day, they still hold to uh, that uh, that divine uh, uh, link, uh, a link up there, hook up, if you will, through uh, Jonah. Here come ISIS. They uh, blow that thing up. They blow that 
most sacred uh, religious uh, symbol of one of the oldest uh, uh, in Iraq. <laughs> the tomb of Jonah. It has to be. I mean, just think. Most people living in that Nineveh region for over 3,000 years, for thousands of years, yeah, holding on to that same religious, religious philosophy. I still haven't uh, pinned down all of their uh, beliefs and customs. One of the things you can't convert into uh, their uh, religion, they don't take converts. you got to be born <laughs> into it. That's kind of heavy and different. You can't. No, they don't. They don't go out trying to uh, 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 recruit folks. <laughs> they not. They ain't about uh, uh, recruiting uh, uh, folks. Uh-uh. You got to be born into that stuff. They've been around hundreds of years before both Christianity precedes both Christianity and uh, Islam. Uh, I'm still trying to uh, 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 trying to put it together, y'all. Just anybody anybody know why it is that ISIS had such disrespect for Jonah's tomb, and uh, uh, why it is that the Yazidi people uh, place him on such a high high pedal. That's puzzling to me. I'm trying to uh, come to grips with it uh, to see what's going on here, y'all. There's something significant about what's transpiring over there. There's a significant, uh, something significant about it. Uh, We just have to put it together. And we just have to put this thing together, y'all. Something is really, something is really uh, uh, missed here to me as to why. Uh, I used to blow up such an important, uh, such an important uh, religious symbol as Jonah's tomb, who carried the word of uh, God Almighty. Hi. He's a trying time, y'all. These are trying, trying times. This is one of the things that uh, has got me mind-boggled uh, right now about that. Uh, what's going on over there? Not only the killing, the killing is is crazy as, uh, enough, but then put all these other things into it. Uh, just the brutal beheadings and the public. Uh, uh, viewing of uh, public viewing of uh, the executions and all that stuff is mad. That's I mean, if you're, if you're trying to instill fear uh, in people, uh, he's doing a pretty good job of that. But they also instill in uh, uh, a lot of uh, hatred. It's still a lot of hatred here when you start uh, carrying on that way. You get a lot of people who like, um mad at you and afraid of you. Uh, you have a lot of folks afraid of you. You uh, run the risk of uh, those folks uh, trying to kill you. Oh, yeah. So you you got to be careful with how you uh, 
uh, push your ideology of, uh, of forward. I'm not. I don't know if a god, certainly not man, uh, would condone uh, the uh, innocent murder of uh, innocent people. I don't think so. I, I can't imagine it now. You can find in the in the Bible all kinds of uh, battles that uh, where people have uh, went to war and killed and did this and that. But uh, come on, I think you missed that ball. That's about everything you had, son. Get the ball right in your hand, third and ten. Now we got to start all over again here, y'all. We're still uh, trying to get a handle on this game, y'all. You know, we, uh, this is the third quarter. Uh, this is the third game of the regular season. This is the third game of the regular season. The starters play a little longer. You don't know where that's at. That's the way they go. That's Wow. Yeah, we got to. Uh... So, yeah, well, uh, that's one of my. Uh, uh, research projects right now, y'all, to uh, dig into uh, the Yazidi people and their uh, religious beliefs and how that all, how that's all connected to what's going on uh, uh, in that region in the world. Uh, I think, I think it's tied, tied in there some kind of way. I think it's tied in there some kind of way. uh, Something is moving here uh, that uh, we don't, uh, uh, we don't uh, uh, have much control over my man. I don't think we have much control over uh, what's going on here. Man, that is it. <laughs> man, man, always uh, I get off flanked by uh, the man upstairs and uh, he get out of control and, and uh, is no longer able to uh, to uh, chart his own uh, course when things uh, get so out of kilter that uh, uh, man can no longer uh, uh, do the right thing. The man upstairs uh, have to step in to uh, direct the traffic, if you will. That's what happened in the Civil War. That civil war, six hundred thousand people dead. That did, that wasn't just because of uh, the North and South here deciding to uh, uh, go to war over some black people down in the South. Something it was something much more powerful driving that war. Something much more powerful than man himself driving that. Uh, Battle in a civil war, y'all. Lincoln, President Lincoln, one of the main uh, 
uh, antagonists in that war um, came to realize that uh, that war was beyond him uh, in the, his kind of parts uh, in the South. That war was bigger than uh, than uh, man. He realized it uh, before he died. I mean, he realized it late. <laughs> but his second novel address uh, there in March of uh, 1865, his second novel address uh, laid it out that uh, there was a greater power at play here. Uh, that greater power, y'all, was uh, uh, the man upstairs answering the prayers of some five million enslaved uh, people. Five million enslaved uh, uh, people was praying to God Almighty for their salvation uh, before that civil war came. He heard their cry. He heard their cry, heard their prayer, and uh, uh, set them free. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. He heard their prayers, uh, and set them free. That was like a bloody, bloody civil war to, <laughs> to get it accomplished. But, uh, hey. And, and much and much uh, the same thing uh, might be transpiring here uh, today, because Israel and uh, Palestine, those folks came back. That thing's been going on for uh, generations over here, y'all. They can't seem to uh, get a handle on that. Nothing all tie into this stuff going on in Iraq uh, with ISIS. And now they've drawn us into it in a real way uh, by uh, beheading uh, this American citizen. President of the United States, is, his job number one is to defend uh, the people of this country, no matter where uh, they may be. This thing has the potential of blowing up into a full-scale war. Because in my mind, as an ex-military uh, person myself, a disabled veteran, I'm of the opinion that that act of beheading that American citizen is nothing less than an act of war against uh, this country. President of the United States has to has got to uh, uh, respond to it. Has got to respond to it by by an oath of his office. He's got to respond to it, and I'm afraid that this thing uh, has the potential to uh, gyrate out of uh, control here, y'all. That's the point. And we're going to be uh, looking at this thing and talking about it uh, further on our next show next week. Come back next week, y'all. Come back next week to uh, to uh, 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 be with us. Uh, uh, the 30th, 30th of August, y'all, our last show this month, uh, next Saturday, 7 o'clock to 9, right here. Uh, on the blog talk radio, y'all. Until then, we're going to uh, um, wish you all a happy Saturday. 
and be careful out there. We'll see you next week. Uh, until then, ciao. The Hushmo Black Forum, advocated on your behalf by covering news and events affecting the African-American community. Check us out at the Hushmo Black Forum, www.blogtalkradio.com. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.